So <laughs> the first time boss. I actually met Prab, I asked him, <laughs> oh, like, do you like basketball too? He's like, oh, yeah, I do. And, and my brother plays also. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, okay, so like, if there was like a player that you would like describe yourself as like in terms of your skill, like who would you say? And this was 2019, I believe at this time. Okay. This man had the audacity to say <laughs> Stephen Curry. The man said, he said, which player do you play like? I take a lot of shots. Therefore, I said I play like Steph Curry. That doesn't mean the shots go in. Never once did I say <laughs> but the shots are going in. That's what Stephen Curry in. does. The shots that he takes goes but in. I don't, I don't even know the players who shoot and don't score because I don't watch basketball like that. Therefore, oh, the style, the okay. style is like a, a shooter, a Steph Curry. I never said I'm good. I never said they go in. Okay, okay. I know. All right, I'm uh, very uh, self aware. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of the PT3 podcast. I'm here with Waleed and Prab. How are you guys doing today? Doing great, good. Sir. How about you? Doing good. Doing pretty good. It's a beautiful day out there. We're, sit- we're sitting inside. We're sitting inside, though. I know. <laughs> I'm just bringing you the highest quality content for you guys. (laughs) And we got video now. I mean, you might be listening on like Spotify or Apple Music or whatever podcast platform you're using, but also this will be on YouTube. We're going to put it up there so you guys can see the video as well. Yes, sir. All of our faces from our Zoom recording. So, yeah, you can see Michael's beautiful beautiful face, which is basically the same as Mark Mark Wahlberg's Wahlberg's face. Yeah, they so they they put up. So they send a message in the chat, like, yo, Michael, you look like Mark Wahlberg. And I'm like, okay, low-key, people would come up to me in undergrad and, and just say that. They'd come up to me and be like, Look at him, he's blushing. Like literally, they just randomly they'd be like, You look like Mark Wahlberg. And I'd be like, Bro, you look like, exactly like it. And so what they did question. was they posted they these two guys were like, Oh, put this on your story. So they post a story, and there's like a poll on there. Now people are voting to see if I if I look like Mark Wahlberg or not. So far. 85% said yes. So I think I just got accepted at this point. But, uh, <laughs> anyways, okay. On another note, on another note, um, this podcast we're going to talk about our most recent placement. So we had two placements beforehand, which are already out on our all the platforms. So we're going to talk about our third placement. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about our experiences, some of the things we like, some of the things that we found challenging, um, and give you guys some advice um, before going on to placement. Uh, Michael, what is a placement? What is a placement in the in the PT program specifically? Sure. So, <laughs> so at least, so we go through five. There's five placements uh, for us, and we just finished our third one. And essentially, what a placement is is going to be a five or six week kind of interval that you spend at either um, like a hospital, acute care. There's a rehab option, or you can do like an outpatient outpatient private practice. Um, and there's a couple other settings within those categories, but those are kind of the main three. And essentially in the PT profession, we got to have experience in all three of those different domains or areas of practice. And when you're on placement, you're essentially getting experience in that specific area. So if you're um, at outpatient private practice, you're going to get experience working with uh, patients that are coming in for uh, like private care, um, more like it's not only MSK, you can have like neuro outpatient as well, um, as well as cardio rest. 
So you can have all three, but yeah, you're just getting experience on placement on a specific area. Um, you'll have a supervisor and you, you'll usually be like other healthcare professionals there in the clinic as well. You guys are just laughing. Um, and yeah, you, <laughs> I'm like, just, I don't know. I'm just talking drop about the it. Essay. And then, yeah, <laughs> drop the essay. you get, you get a bunch of experience. You accumulate a lot of hours. Um, as you progress through your internships, usually you'll get more autonomy. So you'll, um, you know, start seeing the patients more on your own or your CI will kind of like watch over you and they'll evaluate you and they'll give you feedback and stuff like that. But yeah, we'll get into all of that. You guys want to add anything to it? No, that is? was very, very thorough. <laughs> very that thorough. Was was like... thorough. I, I just asked for what we just asked what, what a placement is. This man just laid out the entire curriculum. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that helps. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone was curious what, what a placement was in a, in a don't ask him a question. Yeah. Just, just listen to it again. At some the, no. the answers in there. No. <laughs> um but anyway let's let's kick things off so um Waleed where what setting was your placement in uh so I was in private practice MSK and I was at a private clinic up far away from here from Brampton where I'm from in Barrie so I had to actually like move down in the area and it was uncomfortable for a lot of reasons I've never actually visited Barrie in my life and uh, on top of that, I haven't done, I hadn't done a private practice uh, up until this point. So it was my first MSK practice, which is the area that I've always been interested in, what kind of drew me into the profession. Um, so lots of reasons to be out of my um, comfort zone, I would Especially say. Especially in Barrie. That's Barry, quite, the, quite the drive. Yeah, I don't know why I thought it was like extremely rural and I won't see any life there and all I'm going to see is grass and that's it. But that's what my very narrow minded perspective was towards Barry <laughs> at that time. But uh, did, you, did you like Barry, though? I really liked Barry. Man, it was nice. Like I would post like stories on my Instagram, um, on my personal where I was just shooting hoops and people were asking me, where's this court? We don't even have rims down in Mississauga or whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so it was really yeah. nice. And it was by the lake. Mm. Uh, even the basketball courts were by the lake. So it was like a very nice um, change of scenery at a time where like uh, just even going outdoors was kind of like it felt like it was a hoax. Really, like you wanted to be inside your house quite a bit and just kind of protect yourself from, you know, COVID and everything. Um, but the 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 environment was really nice outside that's so good. that's good that's how about you prab where was your where was your placement the setting so mine was in acute care so it was in a hospital and it was um neurosurgery so acute neurosurgery it was in this saga and it was pretty cool it was my first time being in an acute setting so okay. my first time really in a hospital I had one hospital one before, but it wasn't like acute. So these patients weren't just coming out of surgery. They weren't like, they were pretty high functioning. So we could do more with them. With some of the patients here, there were more uh, like movement problems, more cognitive deficits that we had to work around. So it was definitely, it was interesting for sure. How did you work around some of those cognitive deficits? Oh man, that's a fantastic question. I think I'll get around to it after you tell us. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just, just I'm like avoiding it. I'm like, well, tell me more about your places. Nah, so, nah, you 
I know you got to throw yours in my, there too. My placement. So I was I was with this guy, Waleed. I was in Barry as well. We were like Dang. next. Wait, were you essentially? I was. <laughs> <laughs> we hung out man <laughs> outside um yeah no i was in barry as well i was also at a private practice um in barry it was my first private practice uh placement so i've never had one before um i just like volunteered there but like at a private practice placement a private, a private practice clinic here before pt school where i live in oakville mm. um but yeah it was my very first time the clinic was uh was awesome they were like super supportive there um my ci and i we connected really well um right off the bat which was which was really great and really helpful because i feel like he understood me and i understood him um and he like we felt um like he was confident in me and, and what i could like deliver so i was able to get some autonomy early on um the clinic the nature of the clinic was um a bit I'm trying to think of how I'm going to word this. Um, they use like a lot of dry needling skills there at the clinic I was at. So it was tough for me because I couldn't, I couldn't do dry needling. Right. And a lot of the patients come in for, for dry needling stuff. So I always had to sort of do my subjective objective. And then if I needed, like the patient was getting a dry needling done, I would call over my CI and my CI would do that. And then I would like kind of continue on. So that's what made the autonomy a little more challenging on my placement early on. Cause like, well, you can't do the dry needling portion, but you can do other stuff. So I kind of had to like build that up over time. But overall, uh, great placement. I loved, I loved Barry too. Barry was was nice, like Lake Simcoe there. Oh, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Amazing. I wasn't playing basketball because I'm really bad at basketball. But I was yeah. walking along the beach. <laughs> you should have, yeah. You should have come through though. It's really nice. <laughs> yeah, Barry, I would have taught you some. I would have taught you some stuff. Yeah, yeah, I need, I need some tips. The basketball tennis. bro i live like five minutes away from you and you still haven't taught me anything you still haven't played stop the cap why are you always so salty stop the cap all right okay so uh, let's just pause in this podcast just for stop a second guys um the first time i met uh prab he actually <laughs> told me i asked him pausing very, part no, of no, the no, thing i actually pause i want this story for our audience oh, I, so so I the first time i actually met prab i asked him <laughs> Oh, like, do you like basketball too? He's like, oh yeah, I do. And and my brother plays also. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, okay. So like, if there was like a player that you would like describe yourself as like in terms of your skill, like who would you say? And this was 2019, I believe at this time. Okay. This man had the audacity to say <laughs> Stephen Curry. Okay. With a straight face. You know what? I'm going to let you finish. And then I'll, I'll give my rebuttal. You go ahead. That, that's all I have to say. <laughs> Okay. This took so, a turn. The man said, he said, which player do you play like? I take a lot of shots. Therefore, I said I play like Steph Curry. That doesn't mean the shots go in. Never once did I say <laughs> but the shots are going in. That's what Steph Curry in. does. The shots that he takes goes but in. I don't, I don't even know the players who shoot and don't score because I don't watch basketball like that. Therefore, oh, the style, the okay. style is like a, a shooter, a Steph Curry. I never said I'm good. I never said they go in. Okay. okay. I know. All right, I'm all very right, self-aware. Right. Okay. <laughs> I understand my. But I will problems. say this: He's clarifying this now after like two years, almost. He didn't tell. <laughs> he didn't say any of that. Then he just left it at Stephen Curry and Mike dropped there. That's all. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! 
Good lord. Okay, I'm, glad you guys were, I'm glad you guys worked through that. This is like a relationship <laughs> thing going on here. This is therapy. Yeah. Worked oh, out. boy. So we'll go, we'll go, we'll go to, uh, to a lead here. What are some of these skills that you learned on placement? Um, Just any well, skills. Are we going with, are we talking about skills first or are we talking about the experience during the placement or did we already? Oh yeah, you could, yeah. Tell us about like your overall experience on it. Yeah. yeah, Overall experience was amazing. Um, Like I mentioned, like it was uncomfortable, but I also felt like it was, uh, I I also saw an opportunity to grow quite a bit. Like I remember when I even saw uh, the clinic or like an internship being offered like far away, like in Barrie, like I was very excited or not excited necessarily, but very like um, driven to take a placement there because I felt like it was a perfect learning opportunity for myself. But I also knew that would be challenging because of how the clinic was run. I thought like the some of the CIs that were there, like I kind of looked up to them. They had like extensive background and a lot of stuff and they were very like, they were like overachievers in, in my eyes at that time. So for me, it was very, um, I guess, intimidating I like getting into it, but then as soon as I met my CIs, I felt I, I felt like an instant connection with almost not almost with all of them actually at the at the clinic. Like it, the my CI set the standard really. Like I got an opportunity to shadow like three different physios. That's how I was laid out over there. So I almost I technically had three different CIs, but it was so I guess overwhelming, but also very exciting because their approaches were so different. Right. Like one of them, for example, followed a lot on neural based learning and kind of used the nervous system as like a feedback in terms of how they assess and uh, utilize treatment. Uh, the other physio for uh, like another physio would kind of use a lot of um, breathing techniques, which is something that was very like a fresh idea for me. I didn't really think about the impact of breathing in terms of how we move in a private practice setting. I only thought of breathing in terms of diaphragmatic breathing and a cardio rest setting. Like that's all I've seen. Like my previous placement was at a hospital and we just practiced doing diaphragmatic breathing. And that's pretty much the extent of the breathing treatment that we employed. But when I went to this private practice, I kind of, I kind of saw an opportunity to use breathing um, as a tool to actually improve mobility in parts of our body, which was very, very cool to see. Um, and yeah, I think, um, overall the experience was amazing. I walked away feeling like a different person, even though six weeks is like a very short time, it, it flies by. Um, and I think it, it, it would have been amazing if it was extended, obviously, but, um, it's amazing to see the amount of change that I saw in myself from day one until May 19th, which is the last day. Right. It sounds like you got experience from a lot of different physios and a lot of different perspectives, like having the three. Yeah. Like more than uh, I just thought, than I thought, yeah, I thought like, because I was at one clinic, I would feel like I'm only shadowing one person, mm-hmm. but the way that they laid it out over there is that they understand they all come from different like backgrounds. They all come from different approaches. Like some of the things that I've heard over there are so different. And then when you go to the next physio the next day, it's something completely different. So it made it very hard to kind of get used to one thing and then find that autonomy, obviously, but it's also very exciting because then you have to constantly like feed almost off of what they're kind of teaching you. You're always constantly like just writing down notes, asking questions. Um, it's, it could get exhausting at times, but it was, it was amazing in that like you constantly, now you have sources, now you have an idea of 
not just one way of thinking. Now you have the things that you can kind of like, um, like pivot off of, like maybe mm-hmm. neuro is what gravitated. Like it was, it was more my energy. So maybe now I could use that as a tool to expand my knowledge on that rather than the other, the other way of doing it. So. Yeah. I, I love that about MSK. Like in my, my first one is MSK too. Mm-hmm. And that was the same way. Like there was one person who would be very like, manual therapy based like he would be very hands-on with the patient like almost doing this doing the treatments for the patient whereas somebody else might be fully exercised and we can you kind of take things away from all of them right like you don't want to you might not necessarily want to do all exercise but you want to take pieces of that away take pieces of their assessment approach or their thinking like that was definitely really unique about msk like it was it was great yeah um, now we can actually go on to what you learned in your most recent placement. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. Yes, you man. Yeah, tell Aww. us, you guys. Thanks. You man. Tell us about your your experience, man. Man, it was crazy. Like, I didn't expect the patients to be that low level. Like, yeah. I didn't. And also, I guess going into it, my CI kind of told me that because of COVID the people that were coming in, like all the elective surgeries got canceled, right? So everyone coming in were people who really needed surgery. So the people there were very low level. Like, I mean, like hard to work with their cognitive impairments, behaviorally kind of disinhibited, pretty severe motor impairments. And it was my first time in a hospital. So there's a lot to learn at once. There was like a learning curve. But I think, I think what I took away the most from it was like, thinking about multiple things at once, like thinking about, uh, okay, with this patient, I need to keep track of this. I need to keep track of this precaution. I need to make sure that I'm repeating this or I'm communicating with this team member about what I saw during the session. Like there's just a lot more happening at once I found in like in the hospital setting compared to where MSK, like you're kind of, it's almost like a systematic approach, right? Like you're like assessing them, you're seeing this part of the assessment and the next part of the assessment, et cetera. But in a hospital, like sometimes, sometimes there's like other healthcare professionals, for example, that you need to get in contact with, or you need to talk to them before going in. You're not as like independent necessarily compared mm, to MSK. Yeah. That's what, that's what I thought the main difference was. There's a lot going on and there's a lot of moving parts to the care of the patient. I think that's a better way. Yeah. To put. Yeah. yeah. So I, that was, yeah, I would agree. Uh, I had a very similar setting to prep, like in my, I would say that was my first placement. I also had acute neural. Um, and uh, like I get, I echo all of the things that you said, but I feel like your experience was different because of COVID uh, at that mm-hmm. time. Like when we actually started, this is what I was saying. Like the barrier was a change of scenery, mm-hmm. but at that time it felt like all the hospitals were going through quite a bit of it at the time when I was working in October, the cases in that hospital or that setting, I can't remember where it was. Like it was like only like four or five cases in, in my particular mm. setting. Mm. When I searched up certain settings um, in Brampton and Mississauga, like I saw the cases shoot up to like 70, 80 in hospitals. And now they were like, there was an overflow of COVID patients. And then there's, th- then it kind of backs up the surgeries and it makes everything so much more complicated. Um, yeah. And it kind of transforms certain units that are specializing in certain things to actually transition to like more like a medicine type of unit. Um, but it, it's an interesting transition and, and an opportunity for you to adapt to those circumstances because it's very difficult to do that. Yeah, man. Like that's why I feel like it was a lot at once. 
Mm-hmm. It was definitely like a learning curve, but mm-hmm. as I kind of got used to it and I kind of accepted the challenge for what it was, like there was a lot of stuff that I, I learned, you know what I mean? Like a lot of growth. And I think I can apply that in other settings too. Like yeah. the fact that I had to work on the, get my communication skills up, get my interprofessional collaboration up. I feel like that's something that benefits PTs in all aspects, in all settings. Right. Yeah. So it was yeah. definitely yeah. like, it was, it was good for sure. I, I definitely had a similar experience to that as well with my last, my last placement was at a hospital and acute care, but it was like MSK acute care. Yeah. There was so much stuff to think about, like, vitals like transfers who you're going to talk to and like every patient's difference you gotta like remember certain things and i remember that being a really big thing as well um for the more recent placement that i had the msk private practice there's still components of that for sure but i feel like at least the patients i was with i didn't have to like think you know are, are their vitals okay like are they you know what i mean there wasn't all that like kind of background stuff in the back of your mind like exactly oh i gotta remember this gotta remember that it's like okay they're there we're, we're, we're chatting, you know, I'm getting my subjective history. I'm kind of formulating like what's going on in my head. And then I'm like, okay, I have a, a, a reasonable idea of what it could be or a few different things. And I move into my objective and then that, that might change a little bit from there. Right. I'm not, I don't have all that, that background stuff, at least for the most part, but yeah, I could see how it's kind of, it could be applied on, on both sides as well. And overall, like I was saying before, like my experience on my place, it was great. And to echo what Walid was saying, like everyone at the clinic that I was at was super supportive. The other PTs were like, Hey, do you want to come in and sit on an assessment or I have an initial and, and I would go and start an initial with them or watch them do the initial, which was great. Um, so yeah, overall, like great experience on the private practice side, but I think it's really good that we get all the different experiences you know what i mean because then you, yeah. you take from what you learn from like you know i had neuro first i took stuff <clears> from <throat> neuro and then i was able to apply that to the hospital i'm like oh yeah i remember this is neuro this was super relevant okay i'm gonna apply it to the hospital and i took stuff from both those and applied it to the the private practice yeah. and i'm i'm excited for the last two places that we're gonna have as well yeah for yeah. sure yeah um no that's awesome man um no i guess like from that, like, I'll just transition to some of the skills that I learned, like, in a private practice, like, I learned, like, pretty much everything, like, I had to, like, I felt like my subjective was solid, it wasn't, like, I had to try that again, that was good, now that sharpened up a bit more, objective is kind of still a little wonky, but, you know, like, the handling comes over time, so I just keep telling myself that'll be fine, um, where I think I grew the most, it'll get though. there, <laughs> well, yeah, I'll I mean, get there, it's hard, it's all, it's, that's the thing, like, six weeks, I don't, like, these guys that I'm looking at, they're like, they're like giants, man. Like in my eyes, they're like, they've been there like 10, whatever. They've been there more than six weeks. That's all we'll say. Okay. Yeah. The <laughs> Their handling yeah. is so much more smoother. So when you're at, when you're a student, the natural thing you do is like, you want to compare yourself to that standard. But if you sit back and actually like reflect and become a little aware of where you are, you realize that, yo, like they're going to have the advantage all the time when you're in that setting. You gotta, you gotta just make sure you take your time with it and, and it'll come with time. So I think as soon as I kind of learned that lesson, things became a little bit more fluid for me. The thing that I think was the most valuable skill for me would definitely be my ability to prescribe exercises now. Now I'm able to kind of tie in um, where my assessment is leading 
too in terms of treatment like um specifically i think i tried it with prab once uh where we talked about like how when we prescribe a bird dog for example or when we prescribe like a, a like a dead bug when when do we incorporate these posts uh, like these slips or whatever is going on so i think now that i've found a way to use like test it in assessment now i could kind of see why i'm prescribing a bird dog rather than you know um just kind of throwing it out there as a um as an exercise right. in terms of their rehab um in terms of the biggest challenge uh that i faced in the placement sorry the biggest challenge that i faced mm-hmm. in the placement um i would say there was this one time we had a patient who actually um ended up having a vbi i think that's what it's called uh or like it's like a vertical or i think it's not, i don't know if it's vbi or it's called like i think it's like ver- vertebral artery dissection yeah i think that's what it was um sorry if it's not vbi i'm sorry um but essentially the patient showed up with uh, like his symptoms were getting kind of worse nothing was getting better for him but he showed up with the 5Ds and 3Ns and i kind of found that in my subjective with my ci and it was good to experience that because we learned in school like this is the this is what we need to ask and i think lauren when she came on that episode too she experienced the same kind of hurdle that when you actually see it happen the first time you kind of like you kind of freeze a bit because you know what to do next but you don't know you haven't really done it so you got you have to make sure that whatever you do next is health like is the best solution for the patient because what we learned i think was the fact that it's a medical emergency right like immediately you got to be like you got to you got to prescribe um you got to get them to an emergency right away um and so that's what we did so that was it was challenging in the sense that i kind of froze in that moment because i was leading the assessment and i was just yeah. like oh okay <laughs> so this is happening um probably you want to take it away yes sir so skills i learned i guess i already kind of started the communication definitely huge and communication specifically to people that are not cooperative cognitively impaired behaviorally impaired and then communication with other team members i think that improved as well and i think like well people with brain injuries and brain surgeries they're going to be cognitively affected in some way right but i feel like why i think it's such an important skill is because even in private practice or something so occasionally there's going to be a difficult patient there's going to be someone who you almost have to sell yourself to you have to convince them not everyone is necessarily going to want to listen for example like let's say you you're really into exercise someone doesn't like exercising they want to just come in and they just want you to work on them you know what i mean it's difficult and you need to like have the conversation about like hey this is what i think will actually be better for you and you have to sell that so that's why i think like have i almost had to sell myself to a lot of these patients cuz they didn't really want a physio in there cuz they're tired they don't want to move you know what i mean so like i thought that was really important and then also i think another main skill i learned was just attention to detail like small things mm-hmm. that you normally would miss but just making sure you're keeping track of those small things then maybe even like writing them down i feel like that was important because there's always so much stuff happening at once so even just while a patient's walking like sometimes you're like oh do you see how the person's foot is moving do you see how their hip is kind of like 
I don't want to get too technical, but it's like circumducting. What do you think is happening? Maybe they have like a drop foot or something. Maybe we can check that. You know what I mean? So yeah. just being a little more mindful of attention to detail. I think that's a, that's a big skill I learned. Biggest challenge. I already kind of talked about it. Like those cognitive deficits. Like we had one patient, this guy, he had a, he had swelling in his brain. Like he had a hydrocephalus. So I'm not going to get super technical, but pretty much it's just, accumulation of a fluid in the brain right so this guy when i walked in he thought i was trying to like kill him like he was paranoid and he thought i was just some guy who like was trying to like knock you take him out of the bed and like toss him on the floor and i had to convince him while i'm there and he had memory problems too so pretty much the whole time he's just paranoid just like trying to like run away almost like it was just like a whole deal and then learning to be assertive learning to say right. no this is what we're gonna do that was hard and then i think over the course of six weeks it definitely progressed quite a bit yeah it sounds like you had a lot of different experiences where you learned a lot and then a few a few big challenges as well like i definitely i was kind of on a similar um floor in a way or unit on my first placement with the like cognitive impairments and i, I kind of know what you mean there like you mm-hmm. you really gotta draw on like a different sort of side of you in a way it's like you got all your pt stuff but it's like hold on a sec wait okay how am i going to communicate with this patient it's like this you know what i mean it's like yeah it's it's not all technical right like Mm -hmm, sure yeah like our profession is technical in a lot of ways but then if for them to even like come in get the treatments for them to even participate in the treatment you have to be able to communicate well you have to like, i don't know be personable in some way you have to and it makes um yeah. it makes the discharge planning even like a, not tricky but like when you're thinking about sending a patient home and continuing a certain rehab program at home and they have certain cognitive deficits and if it's like very significant then you have to take that into consideration like you might be doing certain things for them to kind of progress and be able to go home but they need the second part is also important too obviously exactly. it's like not and not everything can be covered from our perspective always, but you have to think about that when you're planning for discharge. For sure. Like, yeah. yeah. They, those, those are the main things that I learned. It was yeah. definitely a unique experience. <laughs> it sounds like a good experience though, which is good. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Um, for me, some of the skills that I learned on placement. So for the placement that I was just on, the private practice like msk clinic we were doing a lot of you know you do your subjective history and then your objective history so i feel like i from my placement before i got pretty comfortable doing subjective because it was acute care in a hospital so i was running through a fairly consistent subjective so i, I felt like and in school we were taught a lot of like assessment subjective history taking. So I feel like in my mind, that was kind of already there. I like had that and I was able to like kind of ask follow up questions. Um, and I was able to ask very specific questions. So actually I was almost, they were almost too specific sometimes. So one of the, now going to the, one of the challenges I had was my questions were almost too specific. So I'd ask too many questions. And I remember my CI being like, okay, so why are you asking this? And I'm like, I would think to myself, like, why, why am I asking that? So I'd always have to reflect on why I was asking the questions. I realized maybe I don't need to ask that. And I can just kind of ask this like one question here, get enough from there, then move to the next one. So that was something that I, I definitely learned over time with my subjective taking and then moving into the objective. That was definitely a big learning uh, thing for me, like the hands-on skills. Cause we did a lot of, 
like manual therapy, hands-on, like myofascial like release techniques. Um, so at the clinic I was at, they did a lot of dry needling. So I couldn't do any dry needling. So essentially what they were, what they said is everything that we needle, we want you to be able to do with your hands. Right. Cause like you can, you can needle the muscle or whatever, but you can also do like a fascial release. So I was always practicing those skills. So I got a lot more comfortable with my hands and being able to release like trigger points, um, nice. for like treatment and stuff like that. So that's something that definitely progressed over the placement. Yeah. But in terms of my biggest challenge on my placement. So for me, this was a big one. This was actually time management, something mm. I'm so bad at. Still, yeah. Like I still working on it. Um, I just, because the, the clinic I was at, it was 30 minute blocks, 30 minute follow-ups, one hour initials. Right. Um, for me, like, I don't know <laughs> what it is exactly, but I, I asked like a lot in the subjective. So it takes me a while to get through it. And then it's like, I got, if this is a follow-up, I'll, I'll spend, you know, at the beginning, it'd be like 10 minutes for subjective and then, you know, 10 minutes for objective and 10 minutes for treatment. But I never have enough time for treatment because a lot of time the patient's coming in for treatment, right? So that was a big learning curve for me. Like I always had to cut down my subjective. I had to cut down my objective a bit, get the main points and then work on the, on the treatment part after, right? And one of the big things that my CI said is, he's like, whenever you're taking objective measures or you're getting the objective assessment um, for the initial, make sure you take things that you can write down and objectively measure. So such as like a needle wall test or something like that, or um, so something that's scalable and measurable because then you can retest that again next time and see if that's changed or not. Right. So instead of running through everything, you can just look at those main few things that were very like pertinent. Right. Yeah. Um, like, like little go-tos that you have that you can just come like, that's like, yeah, that you can use as yeah. a frame of reference anytime you see that. Instead of running through everything, which you exactly. probably would have ran through most of that in your initial queue full hours. So that wasn't usually too bad. It was usually the 30 minutes I struggled with. Yep. So I look at those main points. It'd all be on the chart, which is great. Cause you, you know, you could look at it and then, and then go from there and you'd be like, Oh, this was this last week. And this is how it is today. This week, and then yeah, you can exactly. just go from there. Right. And then yeah. I would have more time for treatment and stuff like that. So time management was definitely a big thing, something I'm still working on, but it progressed over the placement for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing for me just yeah. on that, like whole note, like the thing that I use as a test retest is I do this. Like I started doing the same thing. Like I would do test retests over time too, but I would do it during the session too to see if my treatment is even effective. Mm, yes. Right? Like at the end, right? You would retest. Yeah, 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 exactly. And the thing that was the easiest for me is just touching your toes. Cause I don't know, for some reason, a lot of people feel like they can't touch their toes. And I thought the same thing going into the placement, but right. it, it's, it's very possible. Um, so it was very interesting to see. I use that as like a frame of reference for pretty much like anyone at this point. Yeah. Um, Cause if you're able to change that, that's something that people go, Oh my, they God, can see, yeah, I can touch my toes now. Yeah. Or, and it's like, it's it like, I've seen the patients be engaged with it and it's effective. So that's something that I think that um, what you learned is very, very, very effective. Yeah. Um, if we were to give any advice to any student that was in our position going into their third placement, first placement, whatever it is, what would you say? Um, at this point, um like i'll answer this first i think that the biggest thing for me is what michael was just saying right now too is not so much about 
like the specific thing that you're struggling with is the thing that you need to be concerned with. It's more so being able to reflect and, and point it out. Right. Like the thing that I struggled with the most was the fact that like, I would only see my level of skill as being competent based on the people that were teaching. So what I mean by that is if let's say, for example, basketball wise, Stephen Curry was teaching me how to shoot a basketball. I would think that like my shooting ability needs to be exactly his level if he's teaching Mm -hmm. me for six weeks. But what I realize is that these people that are there to teach you, they're your mentors and they're supposed to guide you to develop skills from where you are at at that moment. So my advice to anyone that's out there listening is to literally focus on yourself only in terms of the improvements that you make doing the things like writing down your goals and all these things is very important because it allows you to understand where you are and you can only compare yourself to yourself at that point. Because if you do anything else, then you lose sight of what's going on in the placement. You're not going to be as engaged. You're going to be intimidated and you're not going to ask questions. So always try to improve, like understand where you're at and try to improve that bit by bit throughout the time that you, throughout the limited time that you have over there. You don't have to shoot like me, Walid. You don't have to shoot like me within just six weeks. I'll teach you. I'll teach play you. Play one on one, bro. Uh, let's just play one on one. We'll do an Instagram live. Let's do an Instagram live. He's so bad. He's so bad. Oh my goodness. That's sick. That was- no, I, I really like that advice, though. Like, it's so easy to, because you you see them and you see that the way that they're treating the people, you see the flow, you see the how it's so natural for them and you you want to be that way right you think oh even even what you yeah. what you're seeing at neuro right like i don't yes. know if it was just me but i felt like the person that i was like that was my supervisor just felt like she i just felt like she knew everything 100%. she was aware of every single detail 100%. in the room if like yeah. the wire is placed a certain way and i'm just sitting there like why don't i know this i should know this because these yeah. are vitals yeah, yeah, and that's what I was saying, like attention to detail, making sure you're keeping track. It's like what you were saying, yeah, the lines, like, oh, as something as simple as like, oh, aren't you gonna move that line to the other side? Like when you stand and roll to that side, isn't it gonna pull on it? I'm like, isn't this common sense? <laughs> but like at the yeah. same time though, right? Like we were I was there for like, you know, two weeks three weeks and then after three weeks i started getting more of a hang of it too like it becomes more natural right it's almost yeah. like i don't know the way she described it to me was just like it becomes almost like you're riding a bike like eventually you don't have to think that much you're kind of just going you're through the motion yeah yeah and so it is that that is a good message like just keep be aware of where you're at but don't be too hard on yourself about it right like that's mm-hmm. that's what i would say like be aware of of where you're at but definitely be be kind of kind in your process because there's there's a lot to learn and six weeks is not enough to learn everything right you're not going to be perfect just make sure you're always ramping it up you're always asking for feedback you're always just thinking about the next step right i guess that's all yeah. like I that's why we got the placements yeah. so exactly. therefore yeah exactly. so we got them. We, the placements are there to make the mistakes thanks right? mark i mean michael <laughs> all right oh my <laughs> michael ended off buddy I, I was gonna say something super you know mellow methodical or something and then just a mark <laughs> mark oh my goodness when's michael Wahlberg. when's the next like michael Wahlberg. michael Wahlberg. yo when's your next movie dropping my next movie i don't know 20 when's covid done 2020 
when's COVID done? Are you saying it as when you I know? Can, like, oh, when's COVID going to end? <laughs> when's it going to end? I'll get back on the set. Oh, Next my movie. God. Um, but yeah, no. <laughs> Just like that's what they're for, right? To make mistakes um, and learn from those mistakes. That's that's what the placements are for. And I totally echo what these two guys are saying. Like it's super easy to be hard on yourself. And I'm hard on myself on placements as well. Um, and that self-reflection piece is super important because, you know, you can reflect on yourself after you, like, you'll make a mistake. It'll be hard. You reflect, you'll be like, why, why did I do this? <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, I just echo what Prab and Willie were saying. Like, don't, don't be easy to say, don't be hard on yourself, but we're all going to make mistakes on, on placement. That's what they're for. Just reflect on those mistakes and then you'll, you'll work and progress positively from those, from those things. And then the other thing to go along with what Walid was saying um, about kind of finding your path, what I would say to that is you might have one CI, which I did, but usually the clinic or the hospital, whatever, like they're pretty open to having you shadow other people for the most part. So seek those opportunities because you'll find yes. like, Walid had three uh, CI, which is great because he was able to, to yes. see all different three perspectives, right? Do you agree? Yeah. I agree with that because yeah. like, I think that because we're usually like when we sign up for our placements, we only see one CI's name. Yeah. We kind of go, oh, okay, we're just going to be working with them. Let's search them up. Let's understand how they kind of yeah. work. And then that's it. Yeah. When we get there, then we don't want to ask anyone else, right? These guys kind of created a culture where, yes, we're going to make sure that you get it. But we as students, we can make that, take that step too, just like you said yeah like we we need to be able to get out of that and and think that i need to learn from as many people as possible there was like six different physios at my clinic i think mm -hmm. and i had i worked with all of them i made sure because that's a culture that they created for me to follow at least three of them i was like i'm gonna at least shadow one one whole day yeah even though there's six of them yeah and yeah, that's crazy. And, and the way i like to think about it is you're there for six weeks right? Mm -hmm. Five or six weeks and that's it. So take as much as you can while you're there because that's it, right? Like you might as well learn yeah. as much as you possibly can. So if there's opportunities, like go for them. Yeah. yeah. I have one more thing to say about advice because so, it helped yeah. me a lot. Take a small book, a small notebook like this big, big, big key, big key, right? Write it down, yeah, write yeah. things down. Cause what's going to happen is you're going to think you're going to remember everything and then you're going to forget things and you're going to beat yourself up for you it. Put it in the pocket. When you but, have scrubs, yeah, like put, it, put, it, put it, it in your pocket. Like literally the I, Yo, I yeah. took a I took a fat Oh, I took a there. small one. I took a really small one. I yeah. put it in my pocket. I took a fat one, one because pen. I was like, I'm like writing too much and I cannot I cannot <laughs> do one of these. <laughs> I can't do one of these. That's I was like, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I tell my say I'm like, I'm gonna write this down. It's gonna be a bit. Yeah. And then he's like, Yeah, go for it, man. That's fine. Yeah, no, like whatever you need to write it down, like write things so that you're not having to reach and like try to memorize everything like write it down and then maybe when you go home like take a quick read or if you that's know they're going to see a certain patient the next day and you wrote something about them two or three days ago maybe just write it down read it up and then refresh your memory like yep. just use the, use those small tools it's going to help you. yeah yep amazing all right and that's uh anything else guys oh no, no man take us all home. right take us home all right well, thanks everybody for listening. That will wrap up our third placement episode. Yep. Um, please check us out on, we'll link it all in the description. It'll be at the PT3 
on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts and Instagram. And as always, thank you for listening and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace. Peace.